entrepreneurs on the move. We shape the life for a better tomorrow. It's your boys, welcome to the kicking spot. It's your boys, it's your boys. I'm your host, D'Angelo. D'Angelo. Why did I have a visual? I was partying to the break of dawn. How about the who recorded the video? D'Angelo. OMG. It's kind of bratty. So, no. Okay, I'm a better one. Apparently, I'm eager to when I talk about myself all the time. Go, What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Kicker Spot. I'm your host, T'Angelo. Yo, yo, what's going on, everybody? This is your boy, T'Angelo, and we are chilling here at the Kicking Spot. Another extraordinary, extraordinary evening underway. And you know what I do. You know how it be. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, I'm sorry. I was I was, I was, was lit. I'm still turned up. No, tonight's going to be awesome, you guys. Welcome to another episode of the Kicking Spot with your boy, T'Angelo, here. Okay, so... How have you guys been? Has it been a great week for you? It has been a quite productive week for me, if I say so myself. I've been following some of you guys on Facebook, and it has been productive for a lot of you as well. Um, I'm going to tell you that my I mentioned about two weeks ago my grandmother's 75th birthday was coming up, and it has since happened in an amazing and extraordinary event it was. Um, if you've been following me on Facebook, then you may have seen some of the pictures that we had while we were, um, while we were near the um, – while we were near the pier there in Long Beach, and that was pretty awesome. And some of you might be wondering also, what did I end up getting my grandmother as a gift? I had asked you guys for assistance with that. Well, um, I went ahead and decided to get her some maid service. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have a maid go to the house and clean up the house from, you know, top to bottom, making sure that it's completely spick and span, you know. Um, and, you know, when you get a little older, the last thing you want to do is, um, sit up there and be cleaning or, you know, trying to get to those hard-to-reach places. So um, it was just it was just perfect. It would, it would, you know, make her all the happier not to have to try to break her back trying to get to all these other spots, you know. So if you are, you know, for those who are wondering, that's what I decided for that. I don't know. I think we can all use our maid service around the house and you don't feel like being bothered. Anyhow, um, you guys – Thank you so much for hanging out here, but also I also I'll have to request that you be sure to click the like but like button on the radio page, so you know just to help with the support and you know it just makes everything all the better when we have a little like button there. You guys know how it is, and then be sure to follow on Twitter and on Facebook, you know, and reply. Hit me up, see what's up, you know, say how you're doing, what's going on with you. That's always a blast. It's always a lot of fun. Okay, um, also. 
Be sure to visit TangeloLive.com for all your book buying needs. We do have our premiere segment here, Tangelo Live on Books, where we feature celebrity book authors. So be sure to swing over to TangeloLive.com to purchase your books, celebrity books, and beyond celebrity books today. All right, you guys, um, I have to um, say once more, be sure to click the like button on the radio page. If you are listening, know that the world wants to know. Now back here chilling tonight. Um, we are going to start the show. We well, actually for tonight, you guys. We have relationship topic, which a lot of people have been asking me about. The relationship tip is there will be effing involved, so be sure to f nicely. This will be part two of my. There will be effing involved, so be sure to f nicely. It's the only way. And let's see. We'll also discuss what's going on in Hollywood. There's a lot of interesting things going on, so we'll pick out a few topics. And to all those hanging out here at the Kicker Spot, and I know you guys are all excited as I am, to know that tonight for our premiere segment, Tangible Live on Books, we will have the pleasure of talking with daytime television legend Gene Cooper, who has been who has played, excuse me, who has played the fabulously wealthy. Catherine Chancellor on CBS soap opera, The Young and the Restless, for about 39 years. Thus far, the actress has um, garnered 10 daytime, em- 10 daytime Emmy nominations and two primetime Emmy nominations. She has won the 2008 Daytime Emmy Award for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series and received an Lifetime Achievement Award for the Daytime Emmy in 2004. Recently, Cooper has released released her long-awaited memoir entitled, entitled Not Young, Still Restless. I don't know what's going on with me and this new tongue, but it's kind of weird. Can I get a fitting? Please, you got my tongue don't fit right. Can I get a new one for the next break? Okay, because it's kind of weird. Okay. Sorry, guys. I'm tripping over my words. I guess I have a new tongue put in. I have practice. La, la, la. Okay, I'm back. Okay, if you guys have any questions for today's guest, be sure to call into the radio line, 718-664-6543. And, we're going, um, and we'll be sure to get your questions in. I know there's a lot of people who want to talk with Miss Jean Cooper, so we'll be sure to take a few as many calls as we can, okay, you guys? We're going to take a quick break, but when we return, I will be discussing relationship typic of the week, which is there will be effing involved. So be sure to eff nicely, part two. We'll be right back, you guys. On my orders, G.I. Joes were terminated with extreme prejudice. We're all that's left. What if the president isn't the president? We are the only ones who can stop it. We do this, or we don't come back. G.I. Joe Retaliation. You all right? My cholesterol is a little high. Rated PG-13 starts March 28th. 
Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, T. Angelo, and you're telling here at the Kicker Spot. So let's your tip of the week. There will be effing involved, so F nicely, part two. So when I refer to effing involved, that would be fighting. Know that there will be fighting involved in relationships, so please be sure to fight nicely. Now, last week I did cover, you know, a few different points of this, which is we learned the different fighting styles, okay? So know that no matter how in love you are, we're going and no how no matter how committed you are, there will be bickering, sometimes arguing, you might hold a grudge or two or say something wrong. And when you're mad you might even lash out. But fights can be good. They can allow you know, they can allow the couples to resolve issues and, you know, open up some new ideas and cut um, t- tackle some other things that you've been holding inside in this these moments of tension can allow you to bring them out, okay? So last week we learned that um, we have different fighting styles. There's the boxer who likes to keep the fight going. There's the smiler who likes to act like everything's okay, but they hold a grudge because it's not really. Then there's the stone wall, the passive-aggressive approach who always says, I'm fine, there's nothing wrong. And then there's the diplomat, the person who's really trying to get to the root of the issues and get the fight over and done with. So, this week, let's discuss really quickly how to resolve these bickering arguments and so forth, so forth. Now, the first thing I recommend is um, put it into all the bad habits. You know, try to not allow yourself to get into these bad habits of doing things that you shouldn't be doing. Thus, do not return fire. Try your best not to lash back out at your partner. Not always the easiest thing, but if you notice that they're a little, little bit more upset and they are, you know, really passionate about how they feel and just maybe kind of let some things slide, but try your best not to lash back out at your partner. Um, understand that this the whole fighting thing kind of has the 80-20 rule. You know, that's when in an argument you're going to sometimes get 80% what you want or 20%. And if your partner, again, is more passionate about the subject, let them have the 80. You know, I mean, what the hell do you care? So just kind of calm down and let them maybe have that way, have their way, and sometimes you'll be on the other receiving end of that. Now, ladies... This is ladies, 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 ladies. Be precise and concise when speaking to your man. Men have a hard time reading women, as you are very well aware. So it is important to get your message across and be really direct. Try to get the important message out in under two minutes. So he's not too busy, occupied with trying to figure out what you mean rather than listening. Be specific and Know that he can't read your mind, okay? And then we have timing is everything. Please don't bring stuff up at a bad time, you guys. If you are tired, it's been a long day, and you already know your dude is on edge, that would not be the appropriate time to bring up the fact that he left his clothes, you know, on the floor. You probably could find a more opportune time. That could just make matters worse. And then also I'll have to say be a good listener, Take the time to be a good listener. Really listen to the issues your partner is having instead of reacting and just listening so you can get your next word in. Be a real active listener. Sit there, try to take a moment to hear what they're saying, and really resolve the issues because the whole point is to get back to loving each other. And once you decide what the goal is or what you're trying to achieve in this disagreement, then I think you'll get to the end bending resolution a bit faster. Now, I'm not trying to say that flying off the handle is not needed and you won't ever speak your mind. That does happen. I know there was a time in my relationship where my partner told me that it seems like, Angelo, like you don't care like I do. You don't give of yourself like I do. And I was completely, 
I was mortified. I couldn't believe what was being said to me. I don't give of myself, and I felt differently about it, and I felt very passionate about it. So, of course, I had to go into production. I had to get out costume changes, pyrotechnics, water work. I mean, the whole thing. I had to call in a production assistant and everything because I had to fly off the handle because I felt that my point had to be expressed in the most dramatized way possible. <laughs> Needless to say, it probably wasn't all that necessary, but my point was soft. It was heard. And we'll have a problem again, right? Right. So anyhow, you guys, just know that there will be effing involved. So be sure to eff nicely. Take the kind approach and try not to lash out at your partners and be a good listener, okay, you guys? I, I think that'll help the love get out there a little bit easier. I do. So anyhow, you guys, um, be sure to click the like button on the radio page as we continue to hang out here at the Kicker Spot. And we're actually gearing up to speak with the beautiful... Gene Cooper of Young and the Restless, and know that she does have her new book out, Not Young, Still Restless. And to order your copy, be sure to go to TangeloLive.com. Check out the EOTM Media Group, yeah, the EOTM Media Group. We're a new media company encompassing radio, PR, and TV. Follow us on Twitter at EOTMPR for a great publicist. Yo, yo, yo. Okay, so, um, this is just kind of, kind of warm in here. All righty, you guys, let's discuss some of these Hollywood happenings. Um, something that was kind of shocking that I really wanted to cover, but I opted not to. Okay, I'll just get right into it. Beyonce is causing lots of controversy. Bum, bum, bum. Yes, her latest release entitled Bow Down, where B is using strong language and is not holding back with lyrics like bow down bitches, bow, bow down bitches, and she repeatedly keeps saying that. That's the only reason I didn't play the song is because I think she said like five times in the chorus, and I was trying to think of a nice way to play it, but it's not the final way it was, just, you know, it was a little aggressive, I thought. I'll probably play it later. Anyhow, so... (laughs) I posted the, the song on my Facebook. You can go there and check it out. But it's a very racy song. People are questioning why did Beyonce take such, you know, a turn from her normal squeaky clean image. And others are like, hey, maybe it's time for her to get past that whole, you know, um, perfect image and clean cut. I mean, she's grown. Her career is very much settled. It's not like, you know, anything bad will necessarily happen for her. She's pretty well off. But, you know, the song Bow Down is a very aggressive song where she's discussing that, you know, you should bow down because she is who she is. And it was a fun song. Again, not exactly the one I want my nine-year-old niece to play or anything like that. But I thought it was a great song. But, again, causing much controversy in the music world. And I'm thinking mainly it's because of Beyonce. 
We're used to seeing her give us pageantry, you know, the perfect stance, the perfect walk, always has the perfect answers. And now she's giving us Lady Gaga slash Nicki Minaj, maybe Rihanna. Well, if it had been any of those other ladies, we probably wouldn't be as, you know, shocked about it. You know, you got Nicki Minaj who does a song called Stupid Hope. We're all okay with that. But we have Rihanna who does songs like Russian Roulette, where she's thinking about shooting herself or in some songs shooting somebody else. And we're used to it. But Beyonce, bow down, bitches. Wow. Just we'll have to watch to see if this song hits the charts. And um, then we have a girl, Kim K. Yes, Kim Kardashian secretly sat down for her disposition this past Tuesday here in Los Angeles, and she testified under oath that when she accepted Chris Humphrey's proposal of marriage, she really did love him. When she said, I do, she really did love him. She was in love. TMZ has learned that the disposition lasted about nine hours. That's, like, really long. And um, I know Chris Humphrey's lawyers were trying to say that Kim really only did the marriage and got into it to make her ratings on her show get, you know, do better. But Kim, it was like one had nothing to do with the other. She truly did love him. And I know that Chris's lawyers made it a point to argue to the court to allow Chris to attend the deposition. And what's crazy enough is after they finally did grant him, you know, uh, grant him a the permission to go to the deposition, he didn't even attend. He didn't even show up to it. And it wasn't like he had a game or anything because it wasn't a game this past Tuesday. Ugh, tacky. Anyhow, Kim has been going, has been gunning for her divorce for like almost a year and a half, if not longer. And now the trial is set for May 6th. I know I'm going to have to go ahead and say that I am ready for my sister girl to go ahead and get out of this Chris Humphrey situation so we can get into the new royal family of Kanye and Kim and a new baby. So when new baby gets here, we need this whole Chris Humphrey thing to be completely out the way because, you know, we all ready for the media to just swarm over the baby. I wonder who has the first picture on the cover. You know, Kim doesn't mind putting her life out there. Hmm. Maybe we should go stock the hospital or something, you guys, and get our own shots. Maybe we could break this story. Maybe sneak into the theater side night. I'm sure she'll go to theaters. That's where, like, all the celebrities go. Anyhow, okay, let's digress. And here's something interesting I thought was really funny to read. President Obama's limo breaks down. Who would have ever thought that you see the president's limousine break down? Peculiar, right? It is man-made. I guess it happens. Well, forget Secret Service. What President Obama really needed while in Israel was triple A. <laughs> I wonder if they are international. Maybe maybe not. But because, um, because one of his indestructible limousines broke down, and he had to get towed to Tel Aviv after um, suffer after the car had suffered from some malfunctions. Um, kind of find out, I guess, one of the Israel Israeli reports claimed that the limo driver pumped unleaded into the limo, known as the Beast, instead of the required diesel fuel that it's supposed to have. Needless to say, the Secret Service isn't confirming this information at all. It's just what it is. <laughs> just going to be what it is. So, um what you call it. Anyhow, so that's that there. Now, really quickly, we're talking about Hollywood and everything, and I want to stop for a moment and talk with one of my favoriteest friends. She's awesome. She is the chief editor and creator of Dot Magazine, who also covers things Hollywood. And with their Dot Nistas, make sure that, you know, we are getting all the information as we need it to be, you know, making sure that we are completely up to date on all things entrepreneur and 
it's a lot of fun, and they have a lot of information. So you have to definitely check out Dot Magazine because they keep us abreast it and it gives us all the information about healthy living, how to enhance our businesses, and everything. And you can definitely check them out at dotmagazineonline.com. That's D-O-T magazineonline.com. That is where you have to go. I was actually featured in this magazine last year. You have to check it out for their business issue. A brother was on page 15 with the headline reading, Moguling is hard to do. And if y'all haven't seen by now, I kind of, I think y'all kind of see it. It's a lot, but you know, we love it. It's, it's what we do. It's, it's, it's what we do. So, anywho, okay. Um, um, let's see. One moment here. We're trying to get my girl Dorothy on the line, and they're having some technical difficulties. But let's see. Can we get Dorothy on? Is she? I know she's with us. I think she said she's on the line. I'm sorry, you're having these technical difficulties. Is there anything else going on in Hollywood I want to talk about? You know, Hollywood always has interesting things going on. Oh, oh my goodness, it's hot. Okay, so let me digress while we work at getting my girl on the phone. Okay, so I'm sorry, we're we're having some technical difficulties here. One moment, just a little bit further. Okay. Hi. Hi, Dorothy. I thought you were running late because you were trying to figure out what to wear. I know, right? Well, look, I look fabulous, right? I'm wearing a purple blazer, and then I've got on a color block skirt with a gray blouse on point with some peep toe pumps. With a peep toe? Everyone has a good peep toe, and I'm sure there's a pedicure on that toe, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Awesomeness. So, Dot Magazine, next issue is coming out. What is it called? It is called the I Heart Me Issue. Dot Nistas, prepare for an experience to love on yourselves. It is time to give ourselves a big hug, and that's what it's all about. About loving oneself. So what all is going on with Dot Magazine? You guys have the new issue. You have the blog. You have the newsletter. We have the videos. Talk to us. Is this all love? Is it, is it new stuff? What, what, what's going on? Well, so we are really trying to give our Dotnistas a full experience. So we have a free newsletter. This is your weekly pick-me-up. It's all about your life and style plus business, and we send it every Wednesday morning. Start your day off right and hear what we've got to share with you, and it's also an opportunity for you to give us feedback as well so that we can all grow our businesses together. The blog is bi-weekly, and we showcase different bloggers and writers, and it's, again, about life and style plus business for the women in today's working world of commerce, and then also, we're actually gearing up to start .TV, so we do have our videos, but we're looking into starting an actual show that would be available to our .Nistas once a month where we talk about the topics that they're most interested in. Wow, okay, so we definitely can stay connected, get the help that we need, and be fabulous like you are with a peep toe. Now, as far as the magazine, loving ourselves, what do we have to look forward to in loving ourselves issue? 
Okay, so we've got some amazing articles in this issue. One of the articles is called, Is He Really All That? I think sometimes as women we get so caught up and we become overly focused on the men in our lives and we forget all about the fact that we have these amazing gal pals that we've kind of cast aside, right, because we're distracted. Mm, so yeah, we've got yeah, an article yeah. about that. And we've also got an article called Chicken Charge, and it's basically about assertiveness in the office, right? When we think of the B word, we almost don't like to be associated with that. And this article kind of takes a different look and says we should wear it with a badge of honor because if we were men, nobody would say anything. So it's all about being able to do you in the office place or in the workplace and still be able to make a difference and be a lady about it. Wow, okay. So this sounds this sounds awesome. And I know one thing you guys also do in that magazine is fashion. What do I have look what do I have to look forward to in your fashion spreads? I thought you would never ask. Okay, look, <laughs> we have this amazing spread called the twenty four hour day. How does Dot Nista stay fabulous all day? And we are okay. showcasing a line from Fru LA clothing and essentially this spread showcases how you can wear the same dress to the desk to dine, and to dance. These dresses from Fru LA Clothing are absolutely amazing. And then we have a, an amazing spread from RSM Clothing, um, which is an homage to the Sparkle movie and that era. And her mm-hmm. clothes are fabulous. And then we have an amazing, amazing fashion spread called Opportunity Never Looks So Good, featuring Fru LA Clothing as well. Their clothes are amazing. They are for every woman of every size. They're absolutely fabulous. Check <laughs> them out. Order your copy. I own half of the things that we actually showcased on these girls because they're so Really? Fabulous. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So if, if I'm ordering my copy. Okay, where am I going to order my copy? To order your copy, you just want to go to www.magazineonline.com. And can I find the blog there and the videos and everything? Yes, you can find the blog there, and then you can also find the ability to sign up. So there's a big blue button that says sign up now. Or you might see the sign me up girl button. So just click that and then put your email address in and your name, and then you will be an official .nista, and you'll be getting the weekly newsletter. Now, I've heard you say this word, Donista, and I, not you and I go way back, so I know about it. But for the listeners who are getting intrigued, what is an official Donista? Well, an official Donista is a woman who is all about her life and style plus her business. She's trying to elevate her game, and she is really a visionary. She's looking for the next step to take whatever it is that she's doing forward, whether that's, you know, elevating her family life, elevating her work life, or elevating her personal style. And so these are women who are into taking things to the next level. And that's what Dot Magazine and the Dot Experience is all about. And stand on point. Okay, always on point. <laughs> okay, that's what's up. Well, thank you so much for giving us all this information, Dorothy. This is awesome. I'm definitely going to have the listeners go to .magazineonline.com to learn all things .nista so they too can stay on point in a purple blazer and a peep toe. Okay, I love it. <laughs> thank you so much for having me, Angelo. No problem. We'll talk again soon. All right, bye.
Bye. You guys, this is how we do it here in the world of Hollywood. You have to have the fashion, the business, the love of yourself. Because being strong in oneself is really how you conquer any goal. You have to really trust yourself, love yourself. And I'm going to have to get this um, issue of Dot Magazine so I, too, can love on myself. Okay? So anyhow, you guys, be sure to click the like button on the radio page and continue. Um, and uh, to continue your show support, just let us know that you're feeling us, you know what I'm saying? We are now gearing up, getting one step closer to speaking with Gene Cooper, a.k.a. Catherine Chancellor. You can go to theagelive.com to order your copy of her book today. What's going on? This is your boy, T'Angelo, and you are chilling at the kicker spot. What's going on, everybody? This is your boy, T'Angelo, and we're definitely getting ready to get into our featured segment, T'Angelo Live on Books, where we will be talking with soap opera legend Gene Cooper. Gene Cooper it has played the fabulously wealthy Catherine Chancellor on CBS um, soap opera The Young and the Restless for over 39 years now, and she has recently released her memoir, not young, still restless. And it's in this memoir that we learn some very intimate details about Jean Cooper herself, about Catherine Chancellor, about what it is to be in the life of a new and upcoming world. When she started it, it wasn't quite as uh, the world of soap operas wasn't quite what it is today. It was new, it was innovative, and it it wasn't it was brand new. So even herself, Jean Cooper, had not seen a soap opera, until after she had gotten the opportunity to be on one. And it is now 39 years later, and she is still holding it strong, doing great and wonderful things. Um, we are gearing up to speak with her, and it's going to be super awesome. Um, my goodness, it's hot in here. Let's see. If you want to order your copy of this book, Not Young, Still Restless, you want to go to Jean, excuse me, if you want to go to TangeloLive.com where you can find um, this copy this on the front page. Excuse me, I'm stuttering again with this tongue. This is so weird. <laughs> 
Okay, you can go to TangoLive.com and click the button where you can order your copy of this book. It is a lot of great fun. It's really intimate, and you get to just really see in the world. And actually, to be honest with you guys, one of my favorite parts of this book, which is something you don't see in a lot of memoirs, is there's a, a, a good number of pictures where she shared, you know, great pictures of the past, what it was like to be on the set when they first started, herself with these beautiful dogs. And there's one of my favorite shots is her looking so statuesque in this beautiful gown. I mean, just really regal. And it says, you thought Angela Jolie invented this move. And it's a stance that she has where we see Angela Jolie copying some of Miss Cooper's poses and whatnot. Awesomeness, family pictures and everything. It's a beautiful book. So anyhow, you guys, we're going to take a quick musical break. And when we return, we will be speaking with Gene Cooper of The Young and the Restless. There's a fire starting in my heart, reaching a fever pitch, and it's bringing me out the dark. Finally, I can see you crystal clear. Go ahead and sell me out, and I'll lay your ship bare. See how I leave with every piece of you. Don't underestimate the things that I will do. There's a fire. Starting in my heart, reaching a fever pitch, and it's bringing me out the dark. The scars of your love remind me of us, they keep me thinking that we almost had it all. The scars of your love, they leave me breathless. I can't help feeling we could have had it all. No story to be told But I've heard one on you And it's gonna make your head burn Think of me In the depths of your despair Making a home down there Mine sure won't be shared The scars of your love Remind me of us They keep me thinking That we almost had it all The scars of your love They leave me Breathless, I can't help feeling we could have had it all. Rolling in the deep, you had my heart and soul. But you play it with the beat, throw your soul every open door. Count your Find what you look for Ooh. Turn my sorrow Into tragic gold Ooh. Pay me back in kind And read just what you saw You're gonna wish you yeah. Never have let me Tears are gonna fall yeah. Rolling in the deep You're gonna wish you it Never have let me Tears are gonna fall Oh, 
welcome back to the Kicker Spy. You are tuned in now to the premiere segment, T'Angelo Live on Books. And it's during this segment we talk with celebrity book authors. And tonight is my pleasure to welcome the young and the restless star, Gene Cooper, to the Kicker Spy. <laughs> but before we do, I have to bring her to the show the right way. So check this out. Okay. T'Angelo Live on Books. And I'm your host, T'Angelo. The next best thing to reading is talking about it. T'AngeloLive.com. Celebrity book authors. Self-help. Celebrity tell-all. Celebrity biography, sports figures, chairs live one book. I have no sound, no nothing. It's your boys, welcome to the kicker spot. It's your boys, it's your boys. I'm your host, T'Angelo. T'Angelo. Why did I have a visual? I was partying to the break of dawn. How about who recorded the video? T'Angelo. OMG. It's kind of sporadic. So, no. Okay, for better word. Apparently, I'm eager to when I talk about myself all the time. Go. What's up, everybody? To the kicker spot. I'm your host, T'Angelo. Hello there, Jean. Good evening. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. We're listening to all this intro. It's like watching, going to a movie and watching everything before you get to the movie. I, I know. T'Angelo, where is he? Where is he? <laughs> I'm listening. You can't have it all. I mean, you can't have it all. No, you can't. <laughs> so well, wrong. You, for- you cannot have it all, T'Angelo. I see, you know, well, I just want to make sure I present you in the best manner, and you are now here. <laughs> you did it, Marvis. Well, Wonder, how are you doing this evening? Well, my darling, I'm, I'm trying to interpret your intro, and I love it. <laughs> you, have to, you have to remember, I'm one of these people at this age that it says on and off. Oh. <laughs> and, <internet. laughs> and when they say download something, it means empty the truck. <laughs> And so then a touch screen is just even worse. Oh God, yes! Don't ask me. Don't don't ask me to record and go back and stop frame, freeze frame. I mean, come on, you know. I mean, a rag doll. I'm just beginning to understand. It does nothing. That's me. That is so wonderful. I completely understand. I completely understand. Me and my grandmother are great friends, and she tells me all the time that phone just won't stop making these noises. <laughs> It's hilarious. Well, it's hilarious. Te- not, you know, technology is fantastic, and I understand it, and I love progress. I really do. Yes. Um, well, do but, you- however, it's like uh, with a progress, the way it's going now in the entertainment field and even, even in, in, in reporting and the various fields, I mean, it's like learning foreign languages all the time. You right. know, and if you're not up on it, it's called, 
what did you say? And then you say, damned if I know. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Well, Mrs. Cooper, do you know how many people have loved Young and the rest of through the years and how over time you have become a part of so many people's family? How does that well, feel? Well, sure. Just in my darling, you know, outside of your own mother, you know, I've been in everybody's face for 40 years. And, right. uh, and you either accept me or you don't. They say, you know, that's that's my mother, my grandmother, my aunt, or what have you. I connect, and uh, and people are very supportive, and I've had a tremendous audience over the years. And yeah. I uh, and God knows I appreciate it. It's like if you didn't have the backing of people listening to you, you wouldn't right. be where you're at. And right. so you, you're committed to that. You're committed to trying to please them and not let them down. In fact, give right. them something new every time they turn around. With you, it's uh, a lot of electronic stuff, and with me, <laughs> it's a new switch on and off. <laughs> right. <laughs> Keep it simple. Keep so, it simple. Uh, having 40 years, it's uh, like, you know, uh, your mother, uh, your grandmother. It's, uh, I mean, I have what? Uh, my God, uh, Six, I've been in the business since 1952 mm-hmm. professionally. Right. So, you know, that's eons. And um, <laughs> something that you can't even think about. You're, Not you know, really. Like, I tried, though. I, I researched. I know, sweetheart. I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. But it's like me coming into your age and you and you trying to come back to at that other age. All you can do is look at old videos and say, gee, that was terrific. I loved it, you know. And but, a marvelous um, job. You've done uh, I love it. You know what? I really, I really love, I really love going to work. I love knowing that I've impacted a lot of lives, and I'm committed to that. And uh, I try to motivate them. And, um, and it shows. It definitely shows. Yeah, it did. And uh, it took me such a long time to write a book. Everybody kept saying, "Write a book. Write a book. Write a book." You have so many experiences. Blah 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 blah. blah stories to tell. And finally, right. I said, "Okay." with Lindsay uh, Harrison, who uh, co-authored. And I said, all right, now I wrote a book, now shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so in, in that, what made you write the book now? Like, why why now at this at time? At 84? <clears throat> That's how old I am, you know. You, you, <laughs> you thought no, you were talking to somebody you know, who's 50, didn't you? you? I did. I was like, you're not a day over 57. <laughs> not a day. Oh, Your sure birthday was yesterday. Yeah, you know, well, everything was yesterday. You know that. As we speak now, it was yesterday. See, right, right. You, you can have it all. Back to your song in the intro. <laughs> you can have it so, all. No, you so can't. You, you created this character, Catherine Chancellor. When did you realize that you had found something special with that character on this show? Well, darling, let me put it to you like this. I had a chance to create another human being. One that I could control, such as I could make her dislikable at one moment, I could make her lovable the next moment, and mm-hmm. if I didn't like her, I'd pretend I didn't know her whatsoever, which we try to do with our own personal friends in life, and it doesn't work as well. And in the meantime, okay. you're creating this person that a lot of people have become involved with and spend part of their life, grandmothers, mothers, uh, daughters, uh, I mean... I have all generations. I have little kids coming up and saying, I love you, Mrs. Chancellor. And I'm taking mm. you, you know. And, and that's, that's, 
I get them with my voice to begin with, and then plus the fact that Mother makes them sit down and shut up and watch the show. So she can. <laughs> it's the old thing of don't anybody make a noise. I'm watching my stories. Don't right. call me between the hours of blah 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 blah. Sit no, down, watch I, this, or get out of the house. <laughs> that was my house. That was my mother. She's like, my stories are on. Don't bother. My stories are on. Good, Don't but I love me. it. I love it already. <laughs> I love that, that kind so of Well, hey, listen, I didn't and, hurt anybody. In fact, I helped an awful lot of people in so many ways with alcoholism and the um, right and the um, cosmetic surgery kind of thing. I took the mystique away from that, such as it's okay to go and have your eyes done, that you look better, and you didn't have to go away and take a sea cruise and make them. The salt water did not make your eyes look better. A surgeon did. <laughs> and what? Well, how did you come up? Like, what made you decide that? You know, especially in a time where that kind of surgery was very faux pas. It was never talked about. No. You, well, you, because you got to remember, sweetheart, there is a, an age of which you don't remember. Your mother would. Mm-hmm. Uh, that there came a time when women at a certain age, especially in the movies. See, I came in on the ass end of movies and the beginning of television. Mm-hmm. And a woman in movies, when she was 30, was considered, you've had it, sweetheart. You know, oh, you take him. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, who who put the standard out? I'm darned if I know. But that <laughs> was it. And so women would go uh, to Europe and have some little nip and tuck done. And uh, mm-hmm. everybody say, gosh, gee, you look fantastic. And God, yeah, we're on a cruise. Oh, there, make me feel better. <laughs> there are some okay. people who can't take enough cruises, but however, right. no matter what the surgeon does. <laughs> oh, my goodness, right. It just doesn't matter. Hilarious. I, I, I just, um, you know, life, life is absolutely delightful, and life is full of laughter in, in times when even at your age you're facing a tremendous future of, of trying to survive uh, and, right. and bring the country back to where it is and make it right for everybody. Uh, that's that's your chore now, yours and then all <laughs> young people like you. And, uh, you know, it. Um, when, when you stop and think that life, there's, life is not a dress rehearsal. You've got one shot right. at it. And, and you've got to step out of the box. You've got to take chances. You've got to try and know that every day it isn't that you it isn't that you fall down. Mm-hmm. It's how you pick yourself up because that's right. how you make your steps forward. It's what you have inside of you that says, "I am me. I have every right to feel and to want. And if if I'm doing the right things to go about it the right ways, it will happen." You know, it will do everybody. Not everybody's going to be a chief, but not mm-hmm, everybody mm-hmm. wants to be a chief. A lot of people just like being Indians, you know. Right, um, yeah. Those are team players, and uh, then you have CEOs, you know. Right, and, and good for the CEOs. Good for them. They got right. all the responsibility. Right, they and, have um, ones not sleeping at night. Huh? Oh, absolutely. That or they night. are on a luxurious yacht while you're out there in your canoe without a paddle. <laughs> right, up here. <laughs> Your mother will testify to that. She but, does. She would say, You're upstream without a paddle. And as a kid, I'm like, What does that, that mean? Yeah, yeah you're what going upstream without a paddle. 
Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I love all George Carlin, marvelous, marvelous comedian, and probably one of my idols who's no longer with us. He mm-hmm. used to he'd take take colloquial phrases that that every kid has heard from a parent or somebody, and uh, sit and go over those uh, sayings. You know, like um, as long as you're under my roof, you will do what I say. You're right, up the right. without a paddle. You know, all these colloquial sayings, it was great. That, yeah, all those different sayings. I mean, yeah, they, right. they hold true today. They hold true today. You we have a caller. We have a caller for you, Ms. Um, Jean. We oh, really? Question for you. Okay. You, everyone wants to talk to Jean Cooper. Captain <laughs> Chancellor? Definitely. Definitely. All right. So, <laughs> so let's go ahead and take our first caller. Um, we have, I think, Gloria on the line. Hello, Gloria. I think they're trying to connect her. Like you said, technology can be our friend and also be our <laughs> our enemy at times. But while, See, while there you go. That's the whole thing. My on and off switch goes on or off. Right. See, you were, you were so you were so better, Gloria. Do we have you on the line? I said she was unmuted, but okay. Well, we work on getting her situated. I have a question. One of the listeners um, posted on Facebook to said, "Ask about you and the character Jill. Why did Catherine and Jill never quite gel very well on the show?" Well, because the thing of it is, we in in real life, you have that friend that you love to death, but there's a mm-hmm. couple of things that you just can't stand about them. But however. Mm-hmm. You like them so well that you put up with what you don't like. Mm-hmm. And this is a Joe Catherine kind of thing. It's a love-hate. So that uh, it actually just carries on throughout a lifetime. And it's definitely worked very hard on that um, on that relationship of Catherine and Joe. And there's some stuff coming up that is so funny and so delightful. Really? I wish I could give it away, but it is delightful. <laughs> it is funny. It's touching. It's great, but it's um, it's that friend that you have that is just you know your bosom buddy, and mm-hmm. um, and yet you would love to say if you'd only not do this, but you don't do it. You say it in a funny way, you know. I'm like I'm right. terribly neurotic. <laughs> so right, yes. She uses that in the character, and um, and so if Catherine, uh, you know, tells her at times, you know, you know. Um, <laughs> You know, I go get lost. You're not capable of running this. I like you a lot, but you haven't got the brains to run it. And uh, mm-hmm. and, and she accepts those things. Uh, she accepts the good things and the bad things. Survives both of them, and uh, as does Catherine. But it's a a love hate relationship, which uh, I, I guess um, if it were sisters or it was one of your your. Uh, the cable shows or something, we'd probably be two lesbians, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> in today's time. In today's time. And no. there'd be nothing thought of it. But however, no, it's just a great love-hate relationship. And, we're, of course, we're tremendous friends in, in real life. So we work very, very hard at uh, trying to give the audience something to look forward they, to when Jess and when Jill and Catherine get together. They do. Those two characters always definitely keep us entertained with good laughs and good yeah. intense moments. Yeah. Good intense moments. I think we have the caller on the line now. Um, how are you with us? 
I guess no one's talking, but they keep not talking back, you guys. They say they're unmuted. Hello, are you with us, caller? <laughs> I guess they're nervous. Gina, look at the effect you're having on people. You're making them speechless. Do you always have this effect on people? They get so nervous. <laughs> no, they, they so said, I know how to talk to her. She'll tell me the truth. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is awesome. It's scary, but I love the truth. It's no, usually funny have, also. You have something to work on. Yes. Definitely gives you something to look at, and you have to, you know, look inside your shoe. You know, people got to point stuff out to you sometimes. So, well, yeah, of course. But then on the other hand, there's so many people that I go to events and they come to meet Catherine. And of course, you know, when you take their hand and you know, they start to cry and they get shaky and they just pass out. And I'm thinking, have they come down with the flu? Or they, they say, I never thought I would ever, ever. Ever in my life, so I meet you, and it, right. uh, then it makes you. You know what, uh, Dee? It makes you look within yourself and say the impact that you do have on some people. And I'm a people person, and mm-hmm. so consequently, I, uh, you know, I'm not like the Pope who refused to go up on the pla- platform and take his seat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'd be happy to walk up the platform, take the seat, and say, here I am. What can I do for you? <clears throat> but it just, um, I'm a people person, and um, and I like I like what I see. I um, And I have a spectrum of, of, of who we are, what we are here in America, and, and um, the empathies and sympathies are there. And I feel mm-hmm. the pain because, uh, as in my book, my background, I certainly was not born with a silver spoon in my mouth, but it also didn't affect me, you know, to to you know, choose another path, <clears throat> as in many cases some people have. And and you discussed your family in the book. I mean, your, your um, beautiful pictures, might I add, too. I loved the pictures in the book. That was one of my favorite parts where you actually had a chance to see the characters that you had been talking about so candidly. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that one family photograph. And it says. <laughs> I love the, my favorite. A, family, a, a group trying out uh, for the grapes of wrath. Because it <laughs> goes back to 19. Hey, man, that goes back to 1929, 30. Oh, goodness. I mean, that's almost impossible for you to think. You to think. <laughs> would have to be the back cover where you have the thing, um, Angela and Jolie, you thought Angela and Jolie invented this move. And oh, yeah. I was like. <laughs> and how old is right. that? I did that when I was 32. 32, and I'm 84 now. That was 52 years ago. Can you, you look, believe it? And you know, do you know even when I say something was 52 years ago? <laughs> I say, Julian, did you just say 52 years ago? <laughs> It's true. Think so about it. Now, think about it when I say 70 years ago, it sounds like I'm in a damn covered wagon with a bunch of babies around me. I was born. <laughs> Not a covered wagon. I love it. So, I'm, I'm no. serious. I, it, it, is... you, when, you, when you reach a certain age and you start saying, oh, God, that happened 62 years ago, you want to say, please, 62. Some people never even lived to be 50. 
It's how I think at at first it it hits you like, my God, and then all of a sudden you start laughing and say, that's wild, that's crazy, that was that many years ago. So I was actually, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to mention, I saw you on Ellen DeGeneres, and she has the spoof of the soap opera on her show. (laughs) That was so hilarious. You guys are so funny with the slapping back and forth. And you were like, slap him too to add him into the whole thing. (laughs) She, I tell you, Ellen probably is just one of the funniest, um, funniest (laughs) ladies. I mean, she's kind. God, she's so kind. And um, I I had uh, just got, I had been ill for about four or five months with, uh, I'd had pneumonia. Oh, I'm sorry to hear. And uh, that was the first thing that I did. And, of course, I was weak as a, what, oh, okay, here's what your mother would say, you're weak as cat water. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love, you're taking me back. You're taking me <laughs> there back. There you go. There you go. And uh, I, it was, and I said, yes, I want to do it because I happen to adore her and what she does. Um, she really is a, is a kind human being and she is, and she promotes kindness, which is great. Yes. So I said, yeah, I'll do it. So Stephen Nichols and I did it with her. And, of course, uh, she's just delightful. Uh, yeah, just that delightful. Was awesome. so I, and I had fun doing it. And they <laughs> rerun that silly thing all over the place. So. Uh, yeah, it, it was is. fun to do. I'm glad you saw that. Gee, you've seen a lot of stuff I've done. Yeah, well, I, I take an interest, and I also enjoyed the show in my youth, Young and the Restless. But I think we have Jamie on the line. We have a caller. Jamie, are you with us, Jamie? Hi, how are you? Oh, oh my great. God, we have a Jamie. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, we're just a voice. We're so happy to hear a voice that answers. <laughs> um, hello, good evening, T, and hello, Miss Cooper. How are you this afternoon and this evening, and how are things going? I'm so excited to be on a call with you right now. I'm just like, wow, listening to your interview, I don't even know what to say. Listen, no one, pardon me, I've got a, I'm, my voice is trying to go away, but I'm bringing it back. No one is more happy than T and I to have somebody add, answer when we say, hello, caller, are you there? <laughs> Well, yes, I am here. Um, I had a quick question for you. Um, Uh I'm hoping you can shed some light for me. Um, I am a, well, I'm a former uh, professional ballet dancer, and I'm trying to make the transition into acting on soap operas. So whenever I hear anyone doing an interview, especially you, huge, huge fan, even a (laughs) fan of your son and everything. Um, I'm also also, um, a mother, and I'm just curious as to how you made the transition, because I know how time constraining it is in the performing arts world as far as, you know, with uh, ballet and being at theaters with children. How can I juggle that? Did you ever think you would quit the the show in exchange for motherhood or, you know, can you Uh, help me out? Well, I do have three children. Right. Hang on. We have a caller on the line. It's a doctor. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, It's a very difficult thing. See, in 1973 is when I started this show. I spent half of my lifetime on it, uh, which I'd done, you know, I started in features. I actually started on stage, went to features, have done radio. Uh, there's so few soap operas left, sweetheart. 
that at this right. point it, it would be such a difficult thing because everybody wants to crowd. We had 19 soaps, now we only have four. So you can right. imagine the thousands of people that are eliminated. And what we have now, uh, all you can do is, um, you know, have an agent submit you or send it to a casting agent, an 8 by 10 and your bio. And um, juggling, this is the one thing that was, why well, I guess I stayed with the young and the rest of so long, is I was also able to have a life. Because you can right. do that. Now, unless you're working yeah, five, di- five days a week, sometimes you're working that. Other times you're only working once or twice a week, which is fantastic. Right. And, and how did um, you juggle that with um, having three children and devoting so much time um, to just even memorizing scripts and being at the set so early and, you know, just trying to have your life outside of your job as well as doing amazing performances on a daily basis as well as raising three children. Well, the thing of it is is that the freedom you have, the, of course, I've had excellent, I have to say this, I've had excellent nannies as the children were growing up. <clears throat> but when children were getting ready to walk, <clears throat> I would simply say to whoever I was working for at the time, the next month is off. I want to see my right. child take their first step. I make that very plain before I go to work, you know, or when I'm working. I just didn't right. want to miss their first step. Now, if they're in daytime, uh, if uh, they're graduations, whether whatever grade they're graduating from, uh, you simply say uh, ahead of time on June, blah, 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 I must have these days off. So what they will do is work you before, maybe three or four days before, and you'll be... Um, uh, pre-taping some of your shows that you're going to do so that that day that you're not there, it's already done. Um, so you really made the point to make it your priority that, that yeah, they right. really allow you to be that parent. Yes, and the thing of it is if you're that loyal and, and passionate about what you're doing for them as a, as as, a, as, a, as an actor or actress, they are, they're very, very good about that sort of thing because they realize um, life, you know, there there are things as graduations and uh, ceremonies and, and Christmas pageants and what have you. They're mm-hmm. very well aware because they also have children or grandchildren going through the same thing. Uh, and right. I must say they're they're ten times more lenient than um, than of you. Like if you're doing a stage play and your child is doing something at night, uh, tickets are sold on to see you perform. As with the ballet, if you were dancing and you're a mm-hmm. ballerina, uh, they're not paying to see Gladys um, Jones dance the part. They're paying to see you dance the part. So you don't have right. that. You don't have that 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 space to say, uh, my child is graduating or my child's in the Christmas play and I want to see it. You can't go dark. Whereas in daytime, uh, you simply can pre-tape uh, or post-tape a show. And that we have that leverage to work with. And so if you have, you know, I had a nasty divorce, um, which uh, I didn't take up <laughs> much money. Haven't we all? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I see what you're asking. But um, also, from, from ballet that. Um, uh, to that, it, it's it's a tough one, darling. But now, where, 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 where are you calling from? 
I'm calling from Riverside, California. Okay, Riverside. So you're here. You're what you have to do, sweetheart, is I guess it made by tens made up. Submit them to Y and R. Submit them to Days of Our Lives. Submit them to General Hospital, and um, that's um, that's Days General Hospital Y and R. There's one more left, isn't there? Come on, there has to be. Don't tell me there's only three of us left. I think well, it's about well, beautiful. About and beautiful. And and, and submit yeah, that to the casting director. <laughs> well, I will definitely do that, and thank you so much for all of the advice. And on behalf of all of your fans, we just want to say thank you so much for um, hiring those wonderful nannies to take care of your babies, <laughs> so you can bring us all, Miss Chancellor. <laughs> but I was, I was still hands on. We absolutely. You know, oh, well, they Corbin. were absolutely wonderful. We love we love Corbin here. I mean, yes, you know, we're just huge fans of the whole family. He's a hoot. He is a hoot. I love I love to watch Corbin work. He is, he is a hoot. But, um, <laughs> well, thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for the compliments. Thank, thank you for calling, watching. Jamie. Sure. Thank you so much. And I look, I know I will work with you one day, and I'll have to remind you of this conversation. And thank you very <laughs> much, T, for hosting Miss Cooper. I love you. We'll both we'll both say thank you at the same time. <laughs> thank <Right>. you. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Now, Jen, you mentioned your um, nasty divorce. Um, with the rise in your book, you were very candid and very giving of yourself with the with the rise and fall of that. I oh, want yeah. to know what was the straw that really broke the camel's back after twenty years of all the rigging and roar. What you, what happened if you finally said enough is enough? Um, let's see. His girlfriend called me up. And said, um, blah 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 blah, uh, mm-hmm. and and she said, uh, you know, um, he hasn't paid anything on the apartment in the last three months, and uh, we've ordered furniture, and um, and he hasn't uh, he hasn't paid for that, and I said, well, sweetheart, I don't think he will, <laughs> and so uh, I I don't think he's going to, <laughs> I, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but. He, he, you're not the only one. He's also been seeing your girlfriend. So, right. Oh. Anyway, I, you, um, you, I I called him and I said, the bank is now closed. <laughs> well, there you go. And right the bank is closed. That's the new quote of office, the week. Put them in his office. And there they were. The and house was closed and that was up. It's the bank simple. is now closed. The bank Done is deal. now closed. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think we have Gloria on the line finally. Gloria, are you with are us? Are you kidding? I sure hope so. Yeah, oh, you made it. Oh, my God, Gloria, we thought you were lost. <laughs> I felt lost, and yet I was restless. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello, my dear. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. It is so wonderful to talk to you, Mrs. Chancellor, a.k.a. Jean Cooper. <laughs> Listen, I want to tell, tell you something. Uh, yeah. People call me, they'll say, they'll say, Ms. Cooper, I'll be somewhere, and they say, Ms. Cooper, I'm not paying attention. They'll, turn, they'll say, Mrs. Chancellor, and I'll turn around and say, what? For <laughs> <laughs> 40 years, I've been this other character so long, and it's been dominant that I, every once in a while I forget my name is Jean. <laughs> wow, too funny. Yeah, but oh, however, it's it's been a grand, grand 40 years of it. In fact, that's what we're celebrating um, uh, this week is 40 years of um, the Y&R. That wow. Y. 
Well, you know, I was when I was I was listening to the show, and the host mentioned his mom, um, how she would say, "Don't bother her, her sofa." My sofa late. I can't even go back further than that. I was a freshman in college, and I remember setting my schedule around Young and the Restless. Yes, indeed. Uh huh. All my children and General Hospital. <laughs> So I'm a, I'm a soapy, like kind of like the Star Trek Trekkies. I'm a soapy from way back. My oh, ab- listen, absolutely. And I've got UCLA, USC, name it, started giving um, classes in um, uh, direction, playwriting, and various things. Um, in order to, to fill up classes, because they would schedule their classes around Y&R, so they would watch Y&R, and that was part of part of their um, their. Um, um, uh, what do you call it? Curriculum? Um, uh, yeah, and that was amazing what it wow. did to college, college life. The college ones, I, that's from, you know, from Yale down to um, Northridge, for God's sake. Oh. Wow. And just arranged classes around the show. Incredible. see the power that you have. <laughs> yeah, it, you know what? Roy, uh, uh, I tell you, it does have a lot of power. And that's the one thing that I realized after being it. I only planned on being on the show for three years because mm. everybody knows I get very bored, especially if I'm playing a character over six months like on stage. I want to move on. Mm. But um, I, I realized the impact that what I do, only because somebody watches the show and they become involved with characters, and that's what it's all about, the story it tells and the direction this character is taking. And and you you form a relationship with this character, mm-hmm. and I realized how committed, especially in um, in the uh, alcoholism one, mm-hmm. I had uh, to play that straight. Uh, to this day, people come up and they'll shake my hands and and I'll feel something in my hand and it's a chip of sobriety. Now that oh, sobriety yeah. story took place a long time ago, and uh, and it it's um, one it's a compliment. But it's a commitment on my part, and um, so if I've had the impact and people who have found sobriety through that uh, and believed in what I was doing, uh, I can't afford ever to make light of that kind of thing. And that's my dedication to what I call my public. You know, people who follow me. You know, that's amazing. I can't imagine how that feels. It's 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 absolutely thrilling. Uh, to meet somebody, I, I went to um, uh, old football hall of fame installation in Canton, Ohio, and these big, humongous football players, <laughs> <laughs> whose hands would grab my shoulder, which went all the way to the ground, you know? <laughs> and say, "Oh, you've got to meet my mother. You've got to meet my, this is the greatest day of my life." And they're being installed in the hall of fame, and I thought. <laughs> Yes, wild, crazy, you know. And and the mother would say, Oh, this is the oh this is the, oh this is more marvelous than what I'm here for. Their son is being installed in a Hall of Fame football hall of fame. That is <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's a I I have to laugh at it sometimes, but I'm I take it Gloria, I take it very seriously. I'm so indebted. I really am indebted to to the people who 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 find that I'm some kind of a light in their life, 
Mm-hmm. And I try very much so to, to carry that wherever I go, not just on screen, but um, in my whole life. That's awesome. Gloria, did you have a question that you want? I have another caller, but I want to say, Gloria, did you have a question you wanted to ask? I do have a question, just really, really quickly, because I talk really fast. I love the title of your book. That's amazing. Um, oh, I like thank you. you. I like when you, you're welcome. And I like when you said about, you know, picking yourself up. I, I had a professor that used to tell us, there's nothing wrong with falling down. You're going to fall. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to have failures. Just don't oh, stuck. yes. You know, just. Oh, just, you just, have to, Gloria. I mean, my yeah. goodness. My yeah, goodness, absolutely. I mean, success is only based on on, on, on past failures. Well, yeah, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Edison. He found out, I think, a, a thousand ways or 900 ways how not to make a light bulb. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My question is to you, um, Jean, Ms. Cooper, is that um, at that time, or was the time of your, your um, plastic surgery, it wasn't really popular then like it is today. What made oh, God, no. Well, I opened that up uh, I, again. <clears throat> I made it okay for women uh, to go and have their nose or their eyes or something done to do a little pickup. So at um, uh, 50, they didn't look like they were 90. Uh, no big deal. Uh, uh-huh. And took the, and I, what I did was, was omit fear. I, I took fear away from the average person, just not movie stars and celebrities, can can have the nips and the tucks. Um, everybody can, if that so pleases you. If you want, if you want, if you're 50 and you want to look 21, that's the wrong doctor. You got to go to a shrink for that. But when you, <laughs> you just want to clean yourself up, uh-huh. uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. Not a darn thing wrong with that. But I opened that up, and I can't tell you the letters I received from doctors have said. My God, thank you. I don't know what happened. I didn't. Somebody keeps talking about a show you did, but whatever. Thank you very much. But the thing that I'm most proud of, out of all of that, are the people who got enough courage to go and have a reconstructive surgery, taking care of muscles or jaws or something that mm-hmm. they would have let hold them back in life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that to me, that to me, Gloria was was such a thrill. I can't tell you. It just it opened it up and said, hey, and I guess whatever I did, I don't know. And I don't really want to know. If it just happens, it happens. If I take the fear away, because basically with all of us, just like I was telling T, uh, you know, uh, you, you can't have it all. Right. You can't have it all. I mean, it, it just makes good lyrics. But by mm-hmm. God, you can have ninety nine percent. There you have it. There you have it. Well, go ahead. Thank you for calling. You're welcome. Thank you. You go ahead and be master of your own ship, and and do not let fear. Fear is the only thing that keeps you from doing anything. Get rid of it. That's true. Yes, ma'am. I will definitely work on it because I do have some issues that, that definitely have me stuck right now. So thank you for those encouraging words. I appreciate it. God Great bless. Show. Thank you for watching, honey. Okay. Bye. Hey, hey we got Gloria. Gloria's a good one. <laughs> and wasn't she important? Yeah, oh, we finally we got her. She's a good one. We were, we, were, we were trying to get you for so long. But, okay. <laughs> that was awesome. That, 
That was great. I, I love that you said that about fear. People do get really um, stuck and hell-bent on the fact that they're af- afraid of the unknown and won't go anywhere because of that. But well, all right, you, you, think, have to... you think of yourself and who you're at now. Okay, let's go back. Let's take you five years ago. Mm-hmm. Think about some of the things that you said, I could do this. Well, maybe not. I, maybe I shouldn't. I should be able to say for you this way, what have you. <laughs> that You have a, a little bit of fear. And the only way that, that you overcame that is like failure breeds success, you know. So you get rid of your fear and you say, what the hell, I give it a shot. And if somebody buys it, I'm in like friend. And if they don't, I just have to approach it another way. And that is com- that's completely true. That, and it's part of, I think, sometimes getting past that hump is definitely part of the process. Oh, yeah. Like you said, even for Tangible Live on books, you know, to be speaking right now to Gene Cooper Three years ago, you could have never. No, that wouldn't happen. Could I really? Yeah, right. You got it. <laughs> oh, you got it. That, and absolutely. Awesome. I'm talking about what? What? I'm, people have write books. Who am I? I'm an actress. I don't write books. <laughs> and someone and said, I'll make it easy. <laughs> you know, and Lindsay Harrison said, I'll make it easy for you. Just sit down, record it, and I'll put it together. <laughs> and you, the two of you have definitely done a great job. Now um, you mentioned with the, you mentioned with the alcoholism, you know how your you struggled through that. Now, how was it the fact that you and Catherine both struggled? Were you guys parallel, or did she I, keep I, you know, I, I never drank because I, I oh. you know uh, I, I didn't like the taste of it. And anybody who says they just love the first taste uh, of, of, of of scotch and and whiskey. They're crazy. <laughs> it's the effect that they like. It's like smoking. Did you really like it? Well, I'm choked to death, but after I got used to it, you know. <laughs> I think we have a Danny on the line. I have another caller for you. Okay. Danny, are you with us? Welcome to the Kicker Spot. You're on with Tangelo and Gene Cooper. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Great. You You're very good. Right. Do you have a question for Gene Cooper? Oh, yes, I have several. (laughs) (laughs) How are you, Mrs. C? I am fine, my darling. Thank you very much. Okay, great. I've I've been trying to get through for so long, like uh, along with Douglas and all those others, and I always get disconnected or something that would happen. So I'm very pleased to be able to get to speak to you. Well, we're happy you got through to us. We had trouble yes. at first with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome aboard. Well, right. Thank you very much. Well, go ahead, Dan. What's your first question? Well, what's going on? Is is Mrs. C going to have Alzheimer's or not? Oh, my gosh. I've got to tell mm-hmm. you. <laughs> <laughs> He's going right in for the storyline. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. He's well, going for the kill. Everybody. Isn't he? Everybody's dying to know. You know, everybody's just going crazy all over the Internet. Oh, my dear, the studio is so flooded with that, I cannot tell you. I I mean, they're inundated. If she has Alzheimer's, I'm never watching that show again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If she has that, how dare you? You know, listen, Nikki has MS. Why should I have Alzheimer's? (laughs) Right. Sweetheart, you're going to be so pleasantly surprised. You really will. It leads into fun. But I'll tell you a story, and I don't think they, I don't think the studio would mind if I, 
she actually deserves this. This is sort of a first, right? There we go. Um, I had the flu, and I just came back, and I was in my dressing room getting ready for makeup and hair. And um, the writer, Josh Griffith, who is just a head writer and a brilliant writer, he was breaking a sweat running down from upstairs into my dressing room. And um, he says, oh, God, I found you good. He said, now, listen, uh, you read the script. I said, "Mm mm-hmm. He said, well, now you know. And I said, Alzheimer's? Well, I'll tell you what, Josh. You can find some nice lady with a blonde wig, and she can play it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that's as far as I'm going to (laughs) go. You okay. guys heard it right now, here on the kicker's spot with Nate Cooper. Find the blonde wig. Just because D'Angelo is having big electronic trouble getting through to people who are waiting. <laughs> when I tell you this? So it's for D'Angelo I'm doing this. But darling, well, that's, um, it is, it, it, there's a lot of things that develop, and, and you really will enjoy it. And um, uh, I have something else. I don't have that, but then I'm not going to tell you what that is because... <laughs> That's okay, too, but it ain't Alzheimer's, okay? All right, well, Danny. we're hoping you say it. if it is Alzheimer's, maybe it's Marge has come back from the dead. And she hey, you know what? Alzheimer's. What if this was Marge all the time? That's and nobody would, maybe, maybe Marge was triplets. <laughs> Pardon me? Maybe Marge was triplets. Marge is still alive and then so is Catherine. <laughs> Who knows? Wow. Maybe it's Marge. That's going through all of this. Could you believe that? Mm. But that I want to know one thing, though. If she goes through all of this, where in the world is Murphy, her husband? <laughs> oh, that's, what, that's what everybody's wondering. Uh, yeah, well, Earth Murphy is, is off fishing. fishing. I mean, yeah. he's fishing in some ice hole in Minnesota, doing something. <laughs> Honey, if you find him, tell him we've wondered where he's at also. Oh, I think he's the one who's got Alzheimer's. <laughs> but it it's um, that way. you you'll see him in a few segments that it will tie in. Uh, the okay, next, I think we're what are we about? Are we about five weeks ahead? Six weeks? Five weeks ahead? So. And then you have, you have another question. What? Oh, and Danny had another question. Uh, yes. Uh, you can uh, one more in. Uh, I was also wondering if you were aware that uh, Brenda Dixon has a new book out. No. Yeah. Brenda? Brenda. You're kidding. When did this come out? Uh, it's it's supposed to be due out any time, like um, oh, in March. But uh, sure enough, she has a she has a new one out. When you coming out? Listen, <clears throat> I love Brenda. I really do. As I said in my book, <clears throat> and she was fighting them. You know, Brenda. Brenda was had depression for a while and that sort of thing. And there were certain actions taken. Um, Brenda, you know, uh, my kids uh, when they were little. When I started the show, when they were in their teens, uh, a couple of them, and one just you know ten or so. Um, uh, Brenda would be across the street and yell, "Hello, Corbin or Colin or Karen." Uh, they adore her. I adore her. Um, misgivings for many things. I think. I think. Don't I mention her and her wedding invitations in the book? I think I do. Yeah. I think you do. I remember yeah, her I name. think that, you know. She called me. And she said, "What will I do with these?" And I said, "Sell them for five dollars a piece. Make a couple thousand dollars." 
<laughs> which she had no wedding, of course, as you know. But um, Brenda is a fighter. Uh, Brenda is what she thinks is right is right. Brenda has her own misgivings, as we all do. Uh, but her life became a a mixture of political battle and uh, as shows will do oft-times and characters will do oft-times, who's the better of the two and blah, 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 blah. And that's all I'm going to say on that. Uh, I adore her, and I got news when she was in jail in Hawaii. I offered to try and get her out, and she wouldn't do it because she was fighting the old boys club of of a husband taking her condo and everything else. And over there, it's a whole different kind of piece than it is here. Mm -hmm. So I'm buying her 100% because she never did a thing to hurt me. She never did a thing to... to, um, to lie to me, um, and we did wonderful scenes together. So I have, I I I have a love for Brenda, and um, I don't know what she's going to say in this book. I hope um, I hope she just tells the interesting side of her being um, an iron fist and things <laughs> like that, and the good things, because there's so many good stories to tell that are fun. Funky and sad. You lie and you cry at the same time. Right. And I hope that's what it's about. I hope it's not blasting people. As you know, in my book, I don't do that. I don't. No. I'm not, not out to say, "Oh right. God, you know, I, I've been to bed with this one, that one, so and so for what." You know, please. That's not. That's not who I'm. That's not who I'm about. I'm not that. I'm. I'm I have a life. I told you my life. I told you a story, and I was hoping that. It would be like we're sitting in your living room and talking. And I think that's what the book accomplished. It um, was on the bestseller list, New York bestseller list, for such, such yeah. a long time. And, um, and they had to uh, uh, reissue. And uh, the paperback will be out in April sometime. I think they had to delay that because everybody wanted hardcovers. <laughs> hey, Danny, um, where are you calling from? Uh, I'm, I'm calling from Kentucky. Okay. Well, Where? thank you, Danny. For Where is he calling from? From Kentucky. Uh, I'm, I'm calling from western Kentucky, way out in the boonies. Kentucky. <laughs> My grandmother was born in Kentucky. I'm sorry? Yeah, they made the covered wagon there and brought it across country. <laughs> 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 oh, how nice talking to you, my friend. How very nice talking to you. And oh, thank, well, you thank you for telling me about Brenda. It's been a pleasure. God bless you. Go with God. You also, did. we're gonna take one. We're gonna take one more. We're gonna take one more caller, and I was gonna let Miss Cooper call tonight. But we have Lisa from New Jersey on the line. Lisa, uh-huh. are you with us? Yes, I am. Hi, T. Hi, Jeannie. Hi, what a Lisa. pleasure it is to speak with you. Oh, I have yes, a dear, I'm... dear friend in in uh, New Jersey, uh, Diane. Oh, Roby. wonderful. Okay, oh, New Jersey. What part of New Jersey? What huh? part of New Jersey, Jeannie? Uh, the, uh, she's northern part. I, oh, darn, 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 darn. Honey, you're asking me something I don't know. I'm okay, an on and I'm off in northern player. New Jersey as well. Yeah, yeah I'm in there's Florida. a lot of people in New Jersey. I know that. <laughs> but you sound yeah. like her. Oh, that's so funny. But I've been a fan for years, Jeannie. Um I remember being a teenager in the 70s, starting to watch Young and the Restless. Oh, my God, really? And I, <laughs> yes, so 
fifty years. I'm fifty years old now, and I'm still watching it. <laughs> well, see, there I am. I'm part of your life. It is. Yeah, we've shared each it other's lives. Awesome. Isn't that amazing? Awesome. You know, it's it like really you. Uh, well, it's like being family. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've, you know, for a long time, my mom watched soaps. My grandmother, my grandmother had me as a little child watching them. Yeah, just sit and, down and be uh, quiet. And listen to the problem. Yeah, my story's on. you got to be my quiet. My story, yes. <laughs> and yes, God forbid so I, anybody called or disturb her during that. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, funny. Oh, it my really gosh. is. And my brother, my brother in North Carolina, you have to hear this story really quick. Okay. Went to Los Angeles to visit a friend, goes to the gym, and uh, he sees Brighton, Jane. Oh, my <laughs> God. Know, Yes, right in the gym. So he calls him by his stage name. I wanted to die when he told me the story. Sends me a picture. He, they were playing basketball together, which was hysterical. But, well, uh, family. So this was, yeah, really yes, cool. family. But, but Jeannie, I have yet to buy your book. I am so looking forward to getting it. And I hear wonderful things about it, and I'm so excited, you know, to well, do that. Um, I'll tell you, it's very easy reading, and it's, it's like you and I are having a conversation. You know, I'm not telling this and telling that. Blah, blah, blah. It's it's not uh, a textbook about soap operas at all. I, I mentioned right. some of your favorites, what have you, I'm sure. But uh, mostly it's my life and, um, you know, how I overcame certain things. And uh, no big deal. Uh, no. Of course, they were big deals. I, I let it go slightly because... At 84, you don't take anything too serious anymore. Oh, <laughs> but, uh, yes. I just give you so much credit for keep going and doing such an awesome job. You're, it's just such, it's so encouraging, you know, to see that, that you just keep going and the storylines are awesome. They're, they they keep 